Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Human Condition with Dr. Madeira Mera right here on iHeartRadio. Don't forget about the website, humanconditionmd.com. That's humanconditionmd.com. Fantastic website with a lot of great information about Dr. Madeira Mera. Also an opportunity there to submit a question for us here on the show, more specifically for the doctor. I'll read the question likely, but let's be honest, the doctor will be the one doing all the answering for you. And that lovely voice you hear is Dr. Madeira Mera. Dr. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing great. You know, I'm on this on this high right now because we are just on the heels of Mother's Day. Yes. So that was a lovely. Thank you so much. And same to your wife and to your mother and to my mother and to all the mothers out there who uh, truly are heroes 24-7. You know, I take absolutely no hit to my ego when I say this, but sometimes going to work as a doctor seems like a vacation compared to the mothering (laughs) part. I mean, it is 24-7. And I've always loved my mom and other moms, but it wasn't until I became a mother that I realized really just the 24-7 nature of the job. It's you know? uh, it is it's interesting you when you point it out that way is I think yeah for a lot of us is we don't realize um well, I'll use myself as an example the kind of work that that uh, my wife does and moms do I'll I'll use an example yesterday she's heading into work we're kind of handing off with uh, with the boy at home and she yeah. hands me a list it's got it's got all of the homework that he needs to be done when <laughs> and what how much he's got to do and without that you know what him and I would have done we would have sat around and watched movies <laughs> we would have hung out done some fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what a world what a world we live in though that as a parent what if i told you the year 2020 you would be a personal assistant to your child I, <laughs> I mean this is the world that we live in every parent right now other than their full-time job or part-time job or regular needs is now literally playing assistant to their child. Yes, what are. time is art? What time is science? How do we get this submitted? Yeah, that is great. I like that's, that. That's good. That's the year we live in. Really good stuff. We, of course, are going to talk this morning. We've got a lot of ground to cover with Dr. Madeira Mera. Some interesting stuff out of Hollywood. A very interesting opportunity for Tom Cruise. We'll talk about that. Some sad news also out of Hollywood. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that and some uh, some stuff out of Vegas. Um, Elon Musk had a baby, and that's not the only reason why he's in the news, so we'll get the details on that from the doctor. But first and foremost, of course, right now, I think the thing that's that's definitely occupying everything is the coronavirus, is COVID-19, and obviously very scary. And I think, doctor, early on we had this impression, not that it's okay, but I think for a lot of folks they said, well, unless you had felt as though you didn't have some underlying condition like obesity or asthma or were mm-hmm. older, compromised means that everything was going to be fine, and especially the little ones were, were going to be fine. Unfortunately, we're finding out that may not be the case. Yes, we have seen in New York, Seattle, other parts of the world now, doctors are coming together and seeing some alarming pediatric uh, syndrome. And basically in the in the little ones, which we thought were largely immune or spared uh, from this COVID, it wasn't that there were no cases, but very few. Now we're seeing a multi-system, meaning multiple systems in the organ, or uh, multiple organs in your body are now showing this inflammatory response. 
very similar to if you've ever heard of something called Kawasaki's or a toxic shock picture, uh, where basically the vessels, uh, the blood vessels, the arteries end up becoming inflamed and then limiting the blood flow to your heart. So you can imagine that this really can be deadly, but can also be at least supported and, and treated if recognized early enough. Other signs and symptoms that children are showing are very high temperatures for about five days, possible rash, swollen neck glands, um, uh, swelling of the hands and feet, red eyes, generally attacking kids less than the age of five. So again, a very um, vulnerable population that maybe can't always verbalize or express also the, the symptoms that they're feeling. So definitely looking out for these uh, symptoms in your children and looking out to see what uh, us doctors are able to pull together as we start pulling more and more data. Uh, it's definitely a developing situation. I know that, you know, like you said, in the U.S. right now, we just passed the marker of about 80,000 deaths just here in the U.S. from COVID-19. But we need to make sure that we are, of course, uh, helping our youth, our pediatric population as much as we can. And this is probably another reason that that justifies schools still being closed and most summer camps and, and that kind of thing. So definitely a developing situation. But, uh, you know, as always, we do everything to try to keep the kids as safe as possible. And doctor, and, and I think that you had mentioned on one of our previous shows about some of the some of the, the folks that were even adults as well that were experiencing some of the most dire symptoms. A lot of times yeah. it was it was it was because their immune system was overreacting. Like their 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 mm-hmm. body was overreacting to this virus, so a similar thing going on with with this Kawasaki like uh, like reaction to Corona with little kids. It, exactly, and it's causing this immune response that is largely what we would consider out of proportion to just, for example, a respiratory virus. This is not just a cough and cold and runny nose and and remits or, or cures itself sort of thing. And again, this doesn't happen in every case. Again, for 70, 80% of the population, this will be a mild run-of-the-mill cold and, and God willing, you'll feel better and return to your normal life. But what happens in that other 18, 20% that uh, has more severe symptoms? And we're seeing what kind of chameleon uh, virus this really is. Everything from heart involvement, kidneys, multi-organ system failure, respiratory, brain, it's not sparing any organ system. And so that's what makes this so difficult to treat and to come up with one cure, one solution for. Now, I know there's some hot off the press news about that antiviral drug. You know, they're doing studies and they stop the study, then they're going to restart it. But like I said, it's a developing situation. And Unfortunately, now we're seeing some cases where not even the kids are being spared. Was there, did I see something too, doctor? As 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 we're kind of examining this, where um that that this that this reaction had occurred after the basic symptoms and diagnosis had already like like uh, the the kids had the they had the illness mm-hmm. and then seemed to be recovering or recovered and then develop this yeah, after is that, correct is, are you saying okay so you're i'm not and so and so again we don't have uh you know this is not a rule by any means that it has to present in that fashion is that they'll have the illness and then this will be a almost a reactionary thing some hours or days later but we are seeing some of that and we've seen that in some illnesses before where you may have the initial illness and then 
days later develop a rash or days later develop this Kawasaki. So uh, it is possible that it will follow that, but we really need to gather all the data that we're seeing from the pediatric population and, and see what we can come up with. And doctor, is, and I heard you use the, the, the phrase, not a rule. And it is part of what's what's made this COVID-19 um, illness so hard to 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 take care of, get under control is because there, there seems to be, as you mentioned, you know, it's affecting all different parts, different systems in our body. There doesn't seem to be like a hard rule of this is what it attacks. This is how it gets into your body. Here's how it spreads. Here's how we can uh, suppress it. It seems to kind of be a wild card, different people, different reaction, wildly different reactions, whether it's abdominal issues, breathing issues, um, uh, uh, aneurysms. I mean, these, it seems to be just a, a complete, wild card out there you know this is what makes it so elusive and so difficult to and such a different to me i mean you just hit the nail on the head here right it is a small tiny virus we can't contact trace effectively because at this point at least in the united states there are asymptomatic carriers there are people that are infected with the virus. I may have it, you may have it, the neighbor may have it, but we may not manifest any symptoms. So that is one type of person that's infectious and can spread it to others. Mm-hmm. But on the other range, there are people fighting for their life in the hospital on a ventilator on multiple medications with every organ system involved. And then there's everybody in between that may have a cough or a slight fever or diarrhea or you know any other symptom in, uh, um symptom, as we mentioned previously. And so that's what makes this difficult to treat. You know, there's no blueprint here. We look back to other diseases. How did we eradicate, for the most part, measles or polio or smallpox? So look at smallpox. Most people, almost every person we know that had smallpox as an infection manifested a symptom. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to say, aha, you have the symptom, you have the disease, we're going to isolate you, we're going to treat you, we're going to contact trace. But in this case, we're saying, wait a minute, a certain percentage of the people affected, possibly up to 50%, won't even manifest a symptom. So how do you contact trace? And how do you say, if you can go back to society and the world and work and school, if we're not even sure if you're infectious or not? So that's one of the biggest challenges here is how different and varied all the symptoms can be. It's not a a smallpox um, vesicle on your skin where you say, aha, I see that you've been tagged, you've had smallpox, or you have smallpox. This is not like a badge that we have that says, oh yeah, you've definitely had the disease or you have the disease. And this is why we hear testing. That's kind of the hot word right now, whether you hear it from POTUS or your local government officials or your doctors, testing, testing, testing. The better we are able to accurately identify if people have this or not, the the sooner we can kind of get back to life being quote normal. Uh, looking up at the screen, uh, Anthony Fauci testifying, and uh, the quote is, uh, 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 consequences could be really serious with reopening. And it it kind of, there's obviously this 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 anxiousness, or, or I don't even know if the anxiousness, there, there is this desire would maybe be the, better, the yes. better way to phrase it, to get things up and running. And here in the United States, there is debate here in Wisconsin, or where I sit, um, I'm assuming Virginia, the same kind of thing mm-hmm, where you mm-hmm. are this morning, is, is, and it's a global question that we, we're seeing even things like Shanghai Disneyland reopening. Yes. Is that, I, I know that, that you know, is, is, from mm-hmm. all indications, coronavirus started in mainland China, but does this really seem like a are the we right there yet? time, yeah, the we, right place? Yeah, are we there? Yet? It's a, you know, it's a giant, 
It's a giant experiment.、Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that about 60 days, when was February 5th? February 5th of this year, I had the pleasure and the extreme joy of taking my one and two year old to Disney World in Florida this year. And it was probably the most incredible thing, right? Because I had been there as a child and got to celebrate my daughter's first birthday there. And my two year old was in heaven and met on all the characters and hugged Mickey Mouse and Minnie every time she saw them. And what an incredible experience. How our world changed less than three weeks later is incredible. So we talk about Shanghai Disney World opening up. The, the one in Florida and California are still closed, but you know, they've,、um, with the world, shared all the precautions that they're taking and their extreme precautions. I mean, everyone has to wear a mask, it's mandated, whether you're an、um, employee or, or visiting the park.、Uh, they have、uh, extra sanitation in place from the custodial. To hand sanitizer. When you wait for certain rides or for food, they have demarcated places you can wait. So people are social distancing. So they have taken extra precaution. They're saying they're about 25 to 30%, 30% at capacity. So they're also limiting how many people can come in. And interestingly, something they're doing that we here in the States are not doing yet is you have to show like a QR code that shows your. Health designation. So it's some kind of official code that shows that you're sort of cleared from a health standpoint.、Mm. So they have taken extreme measures, like I said, to kind of ensure that it is a balance. We want to ensure the safety and the health of everybody, but also, quote, let the magic happen. So, <laughs> so you know, you balance that with what you're hearing from Anthony Fauci. And I think the key is to still take these precautions. And the precautions are the social distancing, the healthy hand hygiene, the washing、uh, with soap and water, using alcohol when that's not available,、um, the alcohol based sanitizer that is not just、uh, <laughs> your favorite Grey Goose <laughs> I was bottle. Say, wait, <laughs>、um, <laughs> and,、uh, and of course, this mask, this mask situation. So、uh, I always say that I'm very lucky I can just speak from a science and a medical perspective and not a political one that we know right now wearing a mask. Is helpful and a mask that covers both your nose and mouth. And you're protecting others, you're protecting yourself, and ultimately, we're all in this together.、Um, this is not a,、uh, a war that we should be fighting with each other or one side of the aisle or a partisan argument. And I know that this is a hot topic and it's an election year, and each political party has,、uh, of course, this is breaking news throughout the world. So each political party has used this to their advantage. But in all honesty, we have to work、uh, together in this. And we have to realize that、uh, by wearing a mask,、uh, that doesn't make us right sided or left sided. It makes us、uh, be able to just stop the spread of this and to protect each other. So, from a science and medical standpoint, where. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So, sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wearing a mask, social distancing, washing your hands lets us all sort of return to the world that we know and love so much, but by doing it in a safe way. And so, whether it's Disney World or your favorite restaurant or 
you know, you have to go back to work in whatever field you work in. It's really taking these precautions because in certain situations, whether you're in the hospital or public transportation on the metro or subway or or sharing a car with an Uber, you can't social distance, right? So do, wearing the mask and doing some of these other precautions is of extreme importance. I think sometimes people and, and people that want to want to be, um, I think maybe some contrarians or others, they they often mistake and confuse elimination with with limiting is mm-hmm. you're never going to eliminate risk but you can limit risk and you can and you right. can and you can do your part societally is i get and and you know just that for folks that are you know that i have a right I, we have rights we have freedoms but it's it's to me it's it's if you can limit not only the risk to others but the 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 risk for yourself it's an mm-hmm. easy step to take it's and it's proven to be pretty effective at limiting limiting the spread of of not just covid but but other viruses as well correct and and never i think at least in my lifetime have we been so dependent on each other i'm dependent on what you do you're dependent on what i do and so the better we can do this together the better that makes us as a society the stronger that makes us and like i said the more we can all work together whether it's from opposite ends of the aisle or or even just uh, in our neighborhood or at work, uh, the stronger we will come out from this. Really good stuff. Talking, of course, with Dr. Madeira Mero. This is The Human Condition online, the website, humanconditionmd.com. That's humanconditionmd.com. Great website, a lot of great information, links to all the previous show's podcasts. Also an opportunity to submit a question to be answered right here on the show by Dr. Madeira Mero. Again, the website, humanconditionmd.com. This is The Human Condition with Dr. Madeira Mero here on iHeartRadio. So, Doctor, uh, one of the areas that uh, I know, I think you and I both obsess about is technology. Um, Mm -hmm. And and you love the science part, especially. I like just kind of cool little toys and stuff like that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, gadgets and those type of things. Um, Interesting story about uh, a wearable that is powered in a rather, rather unique way. Tell us about tell us about what this is and why it caught your eye. So, you know, a lot of us uh, have watches, for example, like the Samsung watch or iWatch or, you know, our different uh, fitness devices, the Mm -hmm. Fitbit uh, that we wear. And often it's like annoying at the end of the night or the next morning, you say, oh, I forgot to charge it. How am I going to know my heart rate or how am I going (laughs) to communicate with other people? Or, you know, they're having amazing um, ways to help monitor health now, whether it be heart rate, um, some can tell you different pulse ox, even your oxygenation, things like that. So what if I told you that there was this very thin device, almost like the thinness of a piece of paper and a small little square that you could wear on your skin called e-skin or electronic skin. And this little e-skin is actually using biofuel. And what I mean by biofuel is you don't have to recharge it. You don't have to put a battery in it. It's using chemicals from your sweat to power it. And so this e-skin is uh, being claimed as the first e-skin that uses that biofuel or your sweat to power the device. And there's a small sensor on this e-skin that basically using Bluetooth technology can communicate either with your phone or with, let's say, a prosthetic limb or with another piece of machinery. That to me is so cool. That's like what you see in the science fiction movies, right? Is I move my hand a certain way, but the robot across the room moved in a certain way. You know, it it mimicked what I did based off that e-skin or the sensors I'm wearing. And so not only does this health-wise as a doctor excite me because 
uh, my patient could be wearing a small little patch of e-skin and without communicating with me or picking up the phone or coming to my office, I can know that patient's um, temperature, skin temperature. I can know their blood sugar. I can know so many factors about their environment just from their skin. And even beyond that, imagine our war veterans that have lost a limb or our stroke patients that uh, no longer have control of a limb, but they could move their arm, for example, to control their foot using something like this e-skin. So this is just such cool technology that I think will ultimately change our world. I don't think it's going to be available in the next iWatch <laughs> upgrade. <laughs> I don't think we're there yet, but you know, it's coming. We'll probably see it in our lifetime. Could there be something too with that for, for telemedicine as we're kind of moving that way? Obviously, the, there are certain scenarios and things that, that telemedicine can't accomplish. There's no hands-on contact, those yeah. type of things. But having a device where you mentioned, as soon as you mentioned things like get a temperature and those kind of things, I think, wow, that opens up a whole other area then for for that telemedicine that, that we've talked about in previous shows. Oh my gosh. Telemedicine is, is hot right now. I mean, A, it makes the whole world safer, right? We're minimizing patient contact and unnecessary exposure. But yeah, the big limiting factor for us doctors is I don't get to see you and touch you and take your temperature. And it makes it difficult to really treat you um, to the best ability. So technology like this is a total game changer. Not only can you get a visual off, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, different telemedicine applications, but now theoretically a patient can even be wearing a tiny little e-skin device and you could say, here's your temperature, here's your heart rate, your oxygenation, and you can help diagnose and improve patient care. Really good stuff. Talking this morning with Dr. Madeira Mara. This is The Human Condition with Dr. Mara right here on iHeartRadio. The website, humanconditionmd.com. That's humanconditionmd.com. You can submit a question. You can also listen to previous shows, podcasts as well, right at humanconditionmd.com. MD.com. Speaking of technology, also ties in a bit with our earlier conversation about COVID and kind of where we are with coronavirus. Um, Elon Musk, he's been all over the news. He had a mm-hmm. baby. Could you know how to pronounce his his child's name? Any you know, guesses? I've listened to a, okay. a couple of interviews and I apologize because, you know, I don't have the easiest first name. It's Mandra, but I often say Mandira. And, mm-hmm. You know, so I know how annoying it is to mispronounce, but I know it's spelled X and then A12 or AE or, or something to that effect. But I heard a couple interviews where he said it's X, which is like the letter X. Mm-hmm. And then the AE is supposed to be like Ash. Yes. Some, something like that. So I think that was the last that I that I heard. So definitely a unique name, but very Elon Musk. I don't know if we would expect <laughs> anything different from Elon Musk. And um, yeah, so I mean, congratulations to him, of course. And at a time like this, I know everybody's obsessing over you know, what did this, uh, he's the closest I think we have to like a Tony Stark, basically. So everyone wants to know, what did he name his child? <laughs> he, he is. And he, it's the guy, was, or somebody had commented, they said, uh, his kid's not going to have birthdays, he's going to have upgrades. <laughs> so that is really good. Uh, he's He's been in the news also, though, for uh, a bit of a feud with uh, the, the uh, California guidance for COVID-19, of course, yeah. he is the the uh, the CEO of Tesla Motors and he wants to get back to building cars. And he's basically said, hey, we're going to we're going to get up and running. And he even volunteered himself to to work on the assembly line. He said, I will be right there in the in the assembly line with anybody else. So if any arrests are made, come and arrest me because uh, I am not on board, basically, with restricting not opening up our our assembly in our factory because I mean his argument was that other I, b- I believe car manufacturers have been cleared to open 
but he said that he was being treated differently or his company, the Tesla company was being treated differently. So that was sort of the the argument there. Um, you know, the, the government officials, local government officials in California fought back saying, you know, if you are open, it's only supposed to be certain hours and certain production and payroll and that kind of thing. Uh, and you also have to have safety guidelines in place and all these restrictions and masks and hand hygiene. You know, we heard from uh, supposedly an employee that works there that he worked a normal shift like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and not necessarily these health precautions were in place. So this is a situation where, you know, you hope that he can find this balance by keeping his employees safe, but also providing the great technology and, you know, Tesla vehicles and all the stuff that he works on. So again, it's going to be a tricky balance and we wish him luck. It, yes, it'll be interesting. And if, if anybody can come up with a way to get it done, it would be Elon Musk. Fascinating guy. And you mentioned, of course, the kid with the X in his name. People wonder, they say, mm-hmm. where did Elon get all of his money? Does he come from a wealthy family? Uh, no, he, he, he his parents were did, did fairly well, but certainly not yeah. billionaires. He, he started X.com, which was the forerunner and eventually became paypal and then he got sold paypal and he started hmm. all these other endeavors it's a he's just a fascinating you brilliant are, yeah, yeah he is a he's there yeah our modern equivalent to tony stark or a real world <laughs> some may say also a bond villain villain but they, yeah yeah little combination <laughs> combination of everyone yeah. but hopefully if the aliens ever do attack he knows he knows yeah. what to do for us <laughs> speaking of uh of of uh of hollywood and and the, the world of entertainment um and science as well Tom Tom Cruise, who is known for um, uh, for doing his own like his own stunts, and he's a bit of a daredevil, oh, yeah. and he's a he's a pilot. I mean, he does all sorts of stuff. He's now working with did I see this with NASA? He's going to go to the International yeah. Space Station. What what do we know this there, is, Doctor? What we know is that if we look back history, you know, back at the Maverick day when he and uh, the Top Gun movie and all that. Obviously, Hollywood has always had an influence on us, uh, the average Joe, mm-hmm. so to say, so to speak. So we know that when he did these movies uh, back in the day in the 80s, Navy enlistings went up and people were so inspired. I mean, it was Tom Cruise and he was this hero and he was cool and he was good looking. And so NASA has teamed up with him and officially released in a tweet that they will be working with Tom Cruise you know, in space the, the goal is to get him onto the International Space Station and to have him be the first actor out of the Earth's atmosphere. And their hope is then to inspire a whole new generation of engineers and scientists and space people, basically. And so uh, we don't know what the movie will be and uh, the production or anything like that, but Needless to say, he's going to take his stunts out of this world. So super excited. <laughs> That'll be exciting. And speaking of out of this world, somebody who had an amazing career, and I think a lot of folks, uh, not only um, himself, but uh, his, with his wife, and his, of course, a lot of us are familiar with his son. We lost uh, a, a very funny actor, a great actor, Jerry Stiller, of course, father of Ben Stiller. Yes. Um, a, a real sad, real sad loss. But uh, but again, a guy with with quite the you know quite the resume quite the history he did a lot didn't he oh my gosh if i say serenity now does that ring any bells for for our listeners out there and uh that's uh one of his famous quotes from uh the seinfeld show he would yell serenity now he was george costanza's father uh we also knew jerry stiller as uh if you ever watched king of queens he played also the father to um, the female character on that show. And he's been in how many movies and TV shows and 
Uh, of course, we know him as Ben Stiller's father, like you said. So at the age of 92, Ben Stiller released that he unfortunately passed away of natural causes. So definitely a huge loss for the acting community as well as uh, here he was just a great individual. So our condolences, but as the world turns, it's, I guess, the circle of life. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, 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 half of a duo that, uh, that re- I, you know, I think a lot of people, Siegfried and Roy, of course, followed. And, of course, the the, the tragic incident that happened was in 2003 with, the, mm-hmm. with, the, with Roy being attacked. Roy passed away as well. Did I see he passed away from coronavirus? That is correct. So the famous duo you referred to is that Siegfried and Roy. And, you know, they had the famous show. They had the famous show in uh, Las Vegas for so many years and really were just a staple and the shining gem of Las Vegas with their uh, exotic animals and the relationship and the um, amazing things they did just for uh, the whole animal world. But uh, yes, sadly, uh, passed away at the age of five from complications of coronavirus. Uh, so we don't know more details of that, but definitely a huge loss for the uh, entertainment world as well as just, you know, humanity. Someone that always um, fought for uh, believing in dreams and making them reality and just bringing magic to this world. Yes. So I know Siegfried also released a statement uh, how touched he is and the world will be uh, by this huge loss. Very, uh, very interesting stuff. Very sad to hear that stuff. And of course, uh, I think again, a lot of folks uh, really appreciate that some of the some of the great moments that they had. And of course, uh, whether it was uh, Jerry Stiller or uh, Roy Horn, uh, uh, sad to see him go. But of course, um, again, some great, great work uh, in there in both their catalogs. This is the Human Condition with Doctor Madeira Merrow right here on iHeartRadio. Don't forget you can learn more about the doctor. You can submit a question or listen to previous shows, podcasts. Just get online to humanconditionmd.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or your favorite pod uh, podcatcher uh, service. Just get to humanmd.com for links to all of that stuff. Dr. Madeira Mera, doctor, thank you so much for your time. You have a great week. All right, everyone, stay happy and healthy, and we'll catch you next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.